Boston Sports Syndicate. Yeah. I'm missing you back and back to back to back to back. Nights in my place and I need you in my habitat. We don't need a time and a place so you baby face it. You work overnight and I'll be okay. I'm missing you back to back to back to back to back. Welcome back to another Boston Sports Syndicate podcast. Part two of the reunion tour that we did after a six week hiatus. Uh, er- er- earlier in the week, we uh, talked about the Patriots and the... Um, Celtics and what we felt about what's gone on with them over the last uh, six, seven weeks or so. And this time we'll, we'll hit the uh, Patri- uh, Patriots. No, we're not going to talk more Patriots, please. The Red Sox and the, Bru- and the Bruins. And this episode just happens to be episode number 50. So, James, give us a round of applause. Louder than that, James. Get into it. <laughs> Woo! Woo! We have hit episode 50 as a, as a tandem. Um, or as a, I guess as a Boston Sports Syndicate podcast, we hit we hit uh, tandem or a trio. Uh, we don't count jams. Oh, oh all right. <laughs> okay. See uh, later. Just kidding. Joining Bye. me as always, Bill Travers and uh, James Cam. James, how are you? I'm we great. count you. It's a trio, not a tandem. Yep, no, it's fine. I know where I stand. <laughs> You're gonna give us your quick th- opening thought um, in a second. Do you have any opening thoughts for I don't. part two? I don't. I don't either. I wasted them all on part one. Give us, uh, give us your second opening thought. Um, XFL has jerseys. By the time this comes out, they've already been revealed. So, if you wanted to know my reactions, check on Twitter, and I will basically have. What it's I always thought. challenging to, like, remember that when this comes out, it would have already have happened, but it hasn't happened yet. It's like you're in like a weird. Yeah, I was about to say unveil. All right, I'm, I'm, go- like, I'm gonna put my Nostradamus hat on. James is going to like all of them. You think so? No. Yeah. No. Yeah, he's going to like all gonna of them. I'm not going to like Tampa Bay. Why not? And I'm I'm going to call myself out on this. I'm not How do you like know it. when you haven't even seen it? I don't like Tampa Bay's colors. What's their colors? Green and yellow. And I'm yeah, that's pretty... How do you not like green that's, and that's yellow? That's your high school team. Yeah. I How do you not like green and yellow? Oakland has some of the nicest uniforms in baseball. Yeah, I I like green and yellow. I just I'm but not It depends on the shade of green. I I'm not no, going to like doesn't. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. And what the rumor one I saw, I don't like it. It's a lighter green, lighter green, and with a darker outline. Okay, so. didn't you have a air quote rumored team names for all of them too, and none of them are right? No, those were my. Those were his. Guesses. Oh, his educated guess. Oh, I thought you came out with like a root, like you were a air quotes rumor, and you you knew what they I were. I went be. by the videos and the and went by my guess. Oh, so kind of the same. And I. Kind of got the New York one right. I, I think I think some of the ones he came up with were better than the ones that they ended up going with. Yeah, the well, XFL is going to suck anyway, of. so it doesn't really matter. Uh, yeah, but they're going to have Andrew Luck. They're going to have Antonio <laughs> Brown. They're going to have Colin year. Kaepernick. Rob Gronkowski. Uh, all in the second year. We didn't talk about Colin Kaepernick's fiasco. Oh God. Pass next. Okay. I'm, I'm no, not, no, I'm, go no, ahead. No, no, James, I'm over it again. Go ahead. <laughs> what do you? What do? What are? What are, what are your thoughts? Wrap it up for us quick. No, I can wrap it up quick right now. Just give us what I happened. I already said it was a fiasco. Give, Moving give on. It, give it what happened. Moving and, and, on. And, and what what are your thoughts? Well, he have, he got a tryout in front of however many NFL teams wanted to come. Right from the start, I he come twenty nine. No, no, it was open to anybody who wanted to go. It was open to everybody. I believe twenty nine of thirty. Well, 29 how many teams are there? Are thirty two teams to the Atlanta one. Right, which at the last minute. 
he changed the venue. Didn't have it at the Falcons facility. He moved it an hour away. Why? Because they wouldn't let Nike film it for a commercial. This man. Mm. Now we all know why I said pass. He's a squid. <laughs> like, I, I'm sorry. He literally looks like Squidward. He's a squid. Like, I, I, I'm sorry. Like, I, I, I get it. I understand the stance. I understand what he's doing. I get it. 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 Well, he's fighting for what he believes in. Whether. <sighs> You you can you can argue all you want. He's fighting forty. I understand. In. I understand. But at that. the same time, but he's a fraud. If you ask me, he's a fraud. Well, he, whatever. He's a fraud. Whatever. The NFL also has the right to not employ somebody that they think is going to be a problem, much like Antonio Brown. See, I don't. But doesn't matter how much talent you have. If you are going to reflect negatively on our team or our organization, we have the right to not hire you. It's it's not a right to play in the NFL. It's a privilege. See, I don't even think that he would be a problem wherever he went. It's just the fact that he... You don't think he'd be a problem wherever it he would went? No, Why no, do you it think would, it would 31 be, NFL teams passed on him? It would be an absolute circus wherever he went. Right, so I, they like, just don't need but, that aggravation. But the whole... The, I had this argument while it was happening. I had it at work. Uh, real workplace, you know, topical. Real good things to talk about at work. But the fact of the matter is that Con Kaepernick doesn't want to play in the NFL anymore. Like well, if, he, if he really did, he'd shut his mouth and be if a he good really, soldier. If he really wanted to play in the NFL, he would have accepted backup money back when this whole thing started. Right. If he really wanted to play in the NFL, he would have signed for league minimum and went to a camp and tried to make a team. Much like Tim Tebow when he came to I tripped Tim Tebow a lot because I can't stand him. But when he was when his time was up, what did he do? League minimum, tried to make a team, Yeah, was the Patriots. Tried to make a team as a tight end after that, if you tried, recall. He tried a bunch of different ways to stay in the NFL because right. he legitimately wanted to be in the NFL, just didn't have the talent. And there's, a think, guy, there's, there's also a polarizing figure. I think Colin Kaepernick has the talent to play in the NFL. Of course he does. As a backup. Of course. He probably has the talent to play as a starter. There are some so bad this is, quarterbacks this out is there. Another, this is another part of the conversation that we had at work. You're the Cincinnati Bengals. Do you go get Colin Kaepernick? Right now? Yeah. What what happened to Dalton? Uh, just they just benched him. He's so playing this he, week. He's not hurt. He play he's gonna he would have played Sunday, this past Sunday. Why would you want Colin Kaepernick? I, who's gonna bring somebody in now with six weeks left in the regular season? If you five weeks left in the regular season. If you were any franchise at this point, why would you bring in Colin Kaepernick? It's a media cert. It's a media media. It's a, it's a it's a and someone was having the argument with me that it would be good publicity for the team because they'd be doing the other NFL owners a favor by taking him on, and it would be some good publicity for teams that are irrelevant, much like maybe the Miami Dolphins or the Cincinnati Bengals, where they just don't have they don't like they really have nothing left other but than playing for the number one pick. The Dolphins are actually would. building something, and I don't think you want to inject that kind of controversy no. into that team now. No, no. But you, you remember would. last podcast we were talking about Lamar Jackson and how. You know, every few years you have that type of player comes along and you think he's going to revitalize or revolutionize the quarterback position. Kaepernick was one of those players. Yep. He was a he guy, was. he was mobile, he could run, he could throw. He was. And we thought that was going to be the next style of NFL quarterback. And then what happened? Another quarterback came in, took his job, and then this whole thing. Yeah, they, I didn't they, even really know. Who took Alex his job? Smith. No, he yeah, took I'm, Alex Smith's job. No, I'm pretty sure it's the other way He took Alex Smith's job, and that's what got got him traded to Kansas City. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. It's... uh. Was it Bethard? Yep, yep. CJ Bethard. Yeah, Bethard. where is he now? Nowhere, but at the time I mean, he was the went, next big thing. I mean, Kaepernick led them to a Super Bowl. Yeah, and then his time was up. He got, again, he got 
benched. He got benched. Yes, he did. Do you see Joe Flacco when he got benched? Was he causing up a scene? Was he causing a scene? Was he was he all of a sudden? He's not causing a, a scene because he got benched. It's because of his political views. That's that's basically let, that's what got him run out of the league. Is Joe Flacco now? Well, no, no, no. Because it all started when he got benched. Do you think his political views just all of a sudden popped up once he got benched? No. no he, he do you was, find it off? No, 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 no. No, no, they, no, they were, no. They were. Do you find it oddly weird that all of a sudden he starts kneeing during the national anthem because he doesn't agree with the way African Americans African Americans are treated in the United States after he got benched and became irrelevant? Do you find that oddly, oddly coincidental? Like, where was it before? Know. Where I was don't. it when you were the face of the franchise? I really wasn't paying that much attention to it to be able to where speak was to it? it. Where was it when you were the face of the franchise in San no Francisco? Way. I thought no he was still doing benched. it while he was starting. Where was it? No, no. It didn't happen until he got benched. When he got benched and started becoming irrelevant, that's when it all started. Is Eli Manning doing that now? Did Joe Flacco do it? Did Andy, did Andy Dalton do it when he just got benched? No. Did any of those guys do it? No. Like it. it, it did Drew Bledsoe he, do it? No, he decided to make wine instead. Actually, no, he moved on to a different team too, and so did Colin, three of them. And so did Colin Kaepernick, and he just it, it it didn't work out. It did not work out. And then it got into I feel like I'm good enough to be a starter. I'm not going to accept backup money. And teams were lining up to have him be a backup. The Seahawks brought him in, I thought, or they looked at him. A lot of they teams, offered him a shot at being a backup. He didn't want it. Exactly. If he wanted to be in the NFL, he would be in the NFL right now. Plain and simple. Yeah. Plain and simple. He, he would be Lamar do... Jackson's backup. Lamar, th- the offensive coordinator for the Ravens, is the one who made Kaepernick. He would be the perfect backup for Jackson right now. Yep. He he wants to do his political stuff now. Maybe Fine. he want to play for another Harbaugh. No, no. He he, he wants to he wants to you know stand up for what he believes in. Fine, but just don't feed it to me like you're trying to play football. And when a a Nike commercial comes out and says I've been ready for with him all jacked and oiled up and I've been ready for. 300 and, or 800 and something days. It's like, have you? Because teams have called. So even so even if he did want to come back and play and they gave him this opportunity right from the start, it was, well, you had it on a Saturday. That's when teams are traveling and getting ready to play on Sunday. Yeah, nobody, so you're not going to have the head coaches it. come. And then he has, you know, then the fiasco of moving at the last minute because the NFL didn't want to record it and he wanted to record it. That's just, him. That's just another example of the headaches that he would bring to your team. You know what's crazy to me? And and this might be and it's not it I'm not taking a political stance, not by any means. But what's crazy to me is that Nike sponsors this dude. How does he have a sponsorship when he's not even an athlete anymore? He's not a football yeah. player anymore. And he became the face of their campaign. How does that happen? Well, that's Nike's politics. I, be that as it but like I, I I just I don't understand. Like, how did he, it how, must work for them? Or they wouldn't do it because it's it's business. It's well, marketing. no, it's a it's a good decision for them because of because of because of what he's standing up for and 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 yeah. and you know the the I don't know what the right but the let's not get ourselves in trouble. No, no, no. But you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. what? Like it's it's it makes That's sense. Fifty, and this is right. our last episode. But it, <laughs> no, it, it it but it just it blows my mind that he's the face of one of the biggest athletic companies and he's. He's not even in the league anymore. Well, Peyton Manning is still the face of a lot of things. He's not in the league anymore. Yeah, but Peyton Manning singing about chicken parm you taste so good for State Farm is completely or is it even State Farm? Um, it's Omaha nationwide. nationwide, nationwide, nationwide. Oh, should be chicken Omaha. Parm should be mutual of Omaha, shouldn't it? Or With Omaha Steaks? Mutual of Omaha. 
Omaha Steaks. But like, that's completely different than being... That'd be like Peyton Manning being in the face of Under Armour right now. Does that make any sense? Michael Jordan's still doing commercials. He owns, his own, he been out of he the owns league. his own brand! Owned by Nike. But he, he, he owns his own brand. I was thinking Hanes, but that's fine. He owns... It, yeah, but that, again, different. Hanes is not athletic wear. Right, you, like... No, I, I get what you're saying. You know, like, are we going to hire James to be the face of uh, Puma? Why not? Because it makes no sense! Will he sell sneakers? Probably not. But people aren't buying Nike for calling. Hey, like, that's a war of community with sport. Well, never mind. What? I'm all rattled now because of Colin Kaepernick. And that, anyway. was, that was without having opening thoughts. <laughs> yeah. All I said was XFL unveiled their jerseys. And, and, and then he said, well, they'll have... Drew, no, not Drew Brees. Andrew Luck and Colin Cabinet, blah, blah, blah. You think Colin, oh, my God. Oh, what a fiasco that would be, too. But, I mean, to me, at the end of the day, plain and simple, It'll all get politics, them publicity. All, yeah, not good publicity. It'll get them publicity. The There's no such thing Colin as bad publicity. Kaepernick. Yeah, he didn't want it. He only wants to play in the NFL. $500,000. He's worth way more than that. He doesn't even put his cleats on for 10 mil. That's essentially what he said. I don't put my cleats on for less than, I don't know if it was 10, but I'm not even going to put my cleats on for less than blah, blah, blah. You don't, like, at the end of the day, politics, all the other BS aside, he just doesn't want to play in the NFL anymore. He's making a living, a career off of off of this political stance. And what taking. is he, like, 32, 33 now? 30. He's, I, not, he's not the youngest guy. 31 32. I don't, I honestly don't even know. I truth, I, I don't know. I don't know. But, but, he's got to be older than that. I think he's 33. Either way. James, look that up while we move on. He's not it. a spring chicken, so it's not yeah, like he's exactly. going to be, you know, no, teams aren't going to be knocking down. He just doesn't, he doesn't want to play in the NFL. He doesn't want to do it. He wants to appear as though he wants to play in the NFL, which is fine. But just don't try and feed it to me like you're trying to make a team. Please, give me a break. Let's talk about the Bruins. 32. November nice. 3rd, 1987. Good guess. He just turned 32. What do we got on the agenda for the Bruins here? Lay it on me. Well, when we set this agenda like three weeks ago, we were going to be talking about them blowing games in the third period. Yeah, but now they've kind of gotten over that. They yeah. had a couple of really bad ones. Blew a four-goal lead to... I forget who. Don't remember either. Anyway, it was like two weeks ago. Um, now their big uh, problem is getting off to late starts mm-hmm. and having to play from behind. Mm-hmm. But overall, you'd have to say that they're looking pretty good. Uh, injuries is their biggest problem. That's, that's really... I mean... Krejci was out for a while. Bergeron's yep. now out, and that I mean, if if they have a biggest problem, that's what I mean. They, they they're I'm pretty sure they're first or second in the NHL. They're first. Like they're the best team in the league right now, record wise. Mm-hmm. Best team in the league. Like I'm not gonna let that fool me like Patriots fans do. They brought some players up from Providence who have played well. Yeah, so to fill in for the injuries. For so people that they've got are some listening depth in studio. Mike looked at me. <laughs> I'm not gonna let the best record in the league fool me to think they're the best team in the league. Like the Patriots fans? So we're not going to declare them a wagon? No. And doom them to fate? No. But they have over... Like I said, Krejci got hurt. Bergeron is now hurt. Bergeron might, is going to miss some substantial time. He's got like a sports hernia or something. Something's going on there. And he's going to... He tried to come back, played one game, and and they said he's not going to yeah, play for a while. Yeah, they're number one, and Washington's number two. And then Asia. Yeah. 18-3-5. I was at that Washington game they blew in the third period. Was that when they blew the four? No, that was no. only a two-goal lead. No, it was a. They were up. They were up by one with like a minute left. They gave up a goal and then lost in a shootout. Um. The Bruins overall have looked good. They've continued on their. The, they've continued on the same pace that they were when we last met. They, they've been. They've been winning like crazy. Pasternak and Marshand could be the best wing wing tandem in the league. Like they're un 
real. Pasternak has and been by the on time fire. This gets released. They have faced the Canadians and um, Hurricanes. They at play home, today, right? No, they play tomorrow. They'd be at home, right? They uh, tomorrow. Um, They've got like their next three, yeah, four games at home. Next game is against Montreal on Sunday, December first, and Carolina, December third. Montreal will never scare me. Do you want to know why? Why Claude? Claude Julian is their coach. Any like in the history of the Bruins Canadians rivalry, I don't think the Bruins have ever gone into uh, the Bell Center or whatever it was called before that, and pulverize the Canadians. Like, it was 5 nothing before you blinked, or 5-1 before you even blinked in that game when they played up there. And and close us on the bench, not knowing where he is, with his stupid fat jaw open, flubber flying all over the place. They don't scare me as long as he's their head coach. They've got a lot of talent over there, and they... they, they nope, they don't, they don't scare me at all. But the Bergeron injury is is to be concerning is concerning for me. And if I were the Bruins, I think you make the playoffs no matter what. I would keep him out as long as he needs and make sure he's healthy to go into the playoffs. Because he should have had surgery. From what I understand, he, he could have possibly had surgery at the end of the season last season. But he would have missed four months. Similar to what Sidney Crosby just had. Neither of you know what I'm talking about. I I, I do. I'm I don't not, even know why. I'm I'm, I don't even know why. Sidney Crosby. I don't know if it's a sports sports hernia or something. It's something like it. Sidney Crosby just had surgery. They said he was going to miss three to six weeks. Turns out he's probably going to miss closer to three months. What was that twelve weeks? So three months still puts you at the end of February. That's how long playoffs, Crosby. Playoffs that's how long Crosby's gonna, April. That's how long Crosby's going to be out for. So if Bergeron had had the surgery in June, he probably would have missed the first month of the season. He elected to have this platelet injection. It's like his hip or his groin. It's his groin. He just he chose to have this like platelet injection, and Sounds basically like what Chris Sale had. Basically, yeah, it's exactly the same thing. And they thought it would it would work out, and he started playing. Turns out, no, nah, not so much. Sat for like a week, I want to say. He missed like three or four games. Sat for like a week. Came back, played one game, and now he's back out. And they haven't really said how long he's going to miss. Just, you know, he's he's day-to-day. If I'm the Bruins, I hold him out as long as I possibly can. Well, right now you've got the depth to cover it. They called up this kid Stanika. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be your next Bergeron. That kid is legit. Wow. No I've pressure. said it before. I've said it before, and I'll double down. That kid is going to be legit. I don't want to talk too much because I have to do a poke the bear podcast, so I don't want to give away too much of my ammo. But the team as a whole has looked good. It's been my concern was outside of that first line. What do you have? And it's it's they've they've looked good. They've got some depth scoring going. The young kids are starting to play. Do you two have any thoughts on it, or am I just going to keep talking? <laughs> no, we, I, 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 I like what you're saying. Marshawn and Pasta have been going. It the team looks really good. Pasternak, Pasternak is at like an all-time pace right now. Do you do you realize that? Yeah. yeah. Like they showed a stat the other day. It was like quickest to twenty-four goals in NHL history, or since like nineteen sixty or something like that. Yeah, and its like names that. like Gretzky and Hull, Lemieux. And, yeah, and it's like guys like that. And even that, I feel like, is unfair because the game completely changed after the lockout. Like. Or I guess not not quite the lockout, but like when you look at the nineties, early nineties when like Lemieux was playing, late eighties, early nineties, Lemieux, Yarger, Gretzky, 
You ever watch one? You probably haven't watched one of those games. You ever no, go I back? I can't say I have lately. Go back and watch one of those, or just look at highlights from when Wayne Gretzky played. Nothing against Wayne Gretzky, greatest hockey player of all time. Nothing against Mario Lemieux, probably second best hockey player of all time. The goalies, not really up to snuff, is what what they're looking like now. Guys are flopping all over the place. They're not really. Yeah. You look but, at it. The three top point getters are McDavid, Pasta, and Marshawn. No, 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 no. This year they've been great. I'm talking about when you're comparing. So Pasternak has what, 25, 26 goals, something like that? 24 goals, 17 assists. 24 40, goals in 25 points. games? Uh, 26. Like, that's absurd. That's that's He has to lead the league in goals. Yes, by a lot. Yes, by a lot. Like, it, it's probably um, not even yes, close. because the next two are McDavid and Marshawn with 18. Like, that's, that's really not close. But my point is, when you look at when you looked at Mario Lemieux play... Yeah, those goalies. They didn't really start coming around until like the It wasn't the bigger they had a bigger net too. No, 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 no. No, no, no they didn't have a no, bigger net. No, but they wore bigger pads. No, they they wore bigger pads. Up there was no restrictions on the pads back then. Have you, or they were a lot less lax on the rules. The the goaltending then and the goaltending now is light years different. Think about like the Dominic Hasek's, the the I want to say Ed Bell, Ed Bell for Martin Brodeur. Those guys were late 90s. That's when goalies started becoming goalies, really. You look at some of these old highlights. There's no way that guy, that that some of these goals should have been let in. It looks like James rolling around on the ice. You out mean there. before guys started playing in the butterfly style? Yeah, yeah. And he, so you I didn't mean, think even, I knew hockey. Even Dominic Hasek was like he was like a crazy, uh, crazy sorry. goaltender. Conway Goldberg. <laughs> okay, okay. Perfect example. Julie the Cat Gaffney. Perfect. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Perfect example. That that's my hockey. Mighty Ducks, man. The goalies in the Lemieux era, the beginning of the Lemieux era, the Gretzky era. Look like Goldberg before he knew how to play. Oh, okay. The goalies now are like Julie the Cat Gaffney. Okay, they're see, much more. See, they're much more if like. If you did it that way, I can understand. Oh, good. I'm I'm glad that I have to go to a freaking Disney movie from the early '90s in order for you to hey, remember. Disney Plus, great idea. Oh my goodness! But, but they're not sponsoring us, so we can't. What I'm saying <laughs> so can't is, them. what I'm saying is, is that it's it's. It, I don't think the Pasternak like like the league isn't giving him enough justice right now on a global scale as to how freaking good. Of a season this guy no. is having. No, but one other the difference puck. between then and now, you don't have the goons playing now like you did then. No, 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 you, you don't. don't. have the headhunters playing now you don't, but, like you did then. But the thing Although is, Gretzky never got touched. No, because he had what's his he had, on his He line. had an enforcer. Yeah. He had Messier. Every, even Messier was talented. They had another guy. I can't think of what his name is at this exact moment. No, but like I, I get what you're saying because you said that last year when our big, Binghamton, a couple of those games, yeah. he was playing off his head. I think that's the saying you were Standing, standing on, on his, his head. head, standing on his head, yeah. and that's what these goalies are doing now. They're standing, they're diving. Well, no, 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 no. Well, you know, a I lot feel of them... like it was easier to score back then. I guess that that's what I'm saying. Like it was a, like you look at look at old hockey highlights. Go back and watch a hockey highlight of Wayne Gretzky, and you will see the goalie try and fly poke check him in, when he's in between the hash marks. You would never see that now, ever. But they've also opened up the rules more. Like you don't have the two line pass anymore that no, you used you're to right. have back you're then. Right. You're so, right. The, you know, the all rules, games evolve over time. The rules make it a little bit easier to score, but the goaltending is so much better now. Like it, it's it's really not even close how much better the goaltending is. And and if I had a, I'll, I'll show you after we get off after we get off the podcast. I'll show you what I'm, what I'm talking about. The goaltending was just it, it it was bad. It was bad. And this pace that Pasternak is on is crazy, crazy from a scoring so, perspective. So can he sustain it, especially without Probably having not. Bergeron? No, that's that's the problem. I. The times I've watched hockey in the modern era, I've seen players have hot stuff like 
this, but they don't sustain it. He won't sustain you. It, do you think he's going to score eighty goals this year? Could happen. No, but if you say no, then it does. Yeah, so now it's so, happening. Mark yeah. it down. Yeah. So, so now it's going to happen. No, it won't. I mean, Boston, we're getting a duck boat parade because you are, you have to assume uh, you have to assume a lot of things in that scenario. You have to assume that he's going to keep playing at this pace. He's going to keep shooting his luck. That he's going to stay healthy. That's the other thing. You have to stay healthy. That's that's I guess first and foremost. The other thing is when you shoot, it's luck. Yeah. Like, to some degree. Yes, it's skill. You have to pick your spots. Yes. Well, I'll say goaltending is luck, too, because how many times do you see the goalie standing there and the puck gets shot right in his glove, right. and then he'll make it like a snatch, and you think, wow, what a save, and then you go back and watch it in slow motion. Yeah, or it was going to go oh, wide. Oh, got shot right in his glove. Or it was going to go wide. But you're right. But, I mean, part of it part of it is luck. You have to be able to pick your spots, but you also have to rely on the goaltender failing at his job. Like, it is it is partially luck. And I just don't, I don't think, and no way he keeps up that pace. No way. In, in my opinion. But at eighty points, but he's been fun to watch. It has been that it's, those two are so much fun to watch. Once Marshan decided I don't want to be an idiot anymore and try and chirp everybody and get under everybody's skin, and I actually just want to play hockey, dude's good. Makes you wonder what happened to them in the Stanley Cup last year, or through the whole playoff run in general. Because I kept asking you, where is this line I've been hearing so much about? Well, Pasternak was hurt. Pasternak was so you got to keep him out of the clubs at two o'clock in the morning too, so he doesn't fall flat on his face. Or just make sure someone walks around with rock salt near him, so he doesn't (laughs) slip on any. Just like a, especially uh, well, by the time they'll hear that, we'll be in through our first storm. If you need someone to do that for you, you want to follow him around. James underscore BSS. (laughs) Drop a little rock salt. Make sure it's a pet friendly one. A lot of dogs walk in the city. Make sure it's pet friendly. Yep. Um. Anyway, some other stuff happened for the Bruins, right? Yes. What happened? Signed some contract extensions. Couple of hometown boys. Charlie Coyle. Is he a local guy? Weymouth. Do they? Yep. You think they'd mention that once in a while? I don't. I just heard it for the first time when uh, the BSS tweeted it out last week. Really? When, yeah. When he signed, I never heard it before. He's from. Yeah, he's from Weymouth, though. Oh. Yep. So he signed a six-year, uh, five point two five million per year contract. Not bad. What was it? What was the the annual the AAV again? I'm sorry. Five point two five. Hmm. Okay. Your thoughts? I'm looking something up really quickly. Okay. Um, your thoughts? Five point two five? That that's looking like a better and better trade. Great trade. They gave up Donato Fantastic. for him, correct? Fantastic. Wait, yeah. they can't trade hometown kids. They traded Donato. Well, they traded a hometown kid for a hometown kid. Oh, oh so, so it balanced out. Oh man. But he. <laughs> it, it turns out he's not just a rental. You're able to resign him long term. So. He wasn't a rental either way because they. they I know they had another year, year, but so. But but even still. It wasn't a short-term deal. The nice thing about Charlie Coyle, I said this last year, he's a nice player. He he is he's a nice player. He's a big body. He's a good, nice player. He can play the wing, or he can play center. And to me, that makes you significantly better than than what you probably realistically are. Which I know sounds odd, but when you're versatile like that, come playoff time, that's 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 a an asset. That's and a very very injuries, good asset. You can move the guy around. Yeah, a very 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 good asset. And the beauty of it. There's another guy. There's another guy who was like this too. Um, he could also play, he was a center, and then he, as he got older, he lost some of the some of that, and then he had to go to wing. Um, and David Backus, who sucks, and he now can no he just can't play center anymore. Basically, like he's just it's just not in the cards for him. Is anymore. he even still playing? He is hurt. Okay. Did you? See, oh, because because I I occasionally I'll watch some games. Did and you I have not see, seen him at all this that's year? That's because that's because he. Basically, almost killed a dude. Did you see? Did you see that game? It was against. 
Ah, boy. Florida, maybe? Oh, was that the guy they had to take out on a stretcher? Yes. And then Bacchus never came back. Yeah. He yeah, hasn't been back wait, since. But the guy tried to hit Bacchus. He hasn't been back since. Right. He's got a he, oh, okay. concussion or head injury or something from when the guy hit him. Did you see this? I did not see James, this. when I tell you that the entire arena, you could hear a pin drop, I think everybody thought he was dead. Jack Ed- to the point Jack Edwards wasn't even speaking. And you know it must be pretty serious if yeah. you can get Jack Edwards not to say a word. Like, this guy came in to hit Bacchus. He came in, like, went to do a clean hit, and Bacchus did what most hockey, most, I think, anybody does. Not even hockey players, humans. Someone's going to hit you. You want to kind of give it back to them so you don't take all of the impact, right? Yeah. When you think about it, instead of taking all of it, you want to give it back a little. Yeah. So he kind of gave it back to him, and he must have just hit him just right, knocked the dude out cold on impact. Face so the right dude, to the ice. So the dude, like, was coming in to hit him, gets hit back. He, like, you could see his body, like, cock, and then his whole body just went stiff, and he just went face plant right into the ice. Like, nothing but his face hit the ice first. Couldn't put his hands up. His In the hit, his, his helmet came up, his visor came up, and just face first. Blood everywhere. Everywhere. I, legitimately, I, actually, I saw that. Legitimately, that every, I'm pretty sure people thought that the dude died. Yeah. And luckily, he re- like they they smelled they did little smelling salts and they got him like they got him to get conscious before they before they took him was off. Was that like the second or third game? No, that no, was another, no. that was in Dallas. That was another play. That was a different play. That yeah, was a different. That play. That dude hit the boards though, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that was a different play. Yeah. No, 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 no. That searching. that was that was someone getting cross checked in the back and he hit the boards. Funny. Yeah. Um, forty six. Gudis. Radko Gudis. Yeah. Not him. Not him. This was different. I don't remember who it was. I don't remember what team it was. I want to say it was Florida, but I'm not one hundred percent sure. Like it was bad. He hasn't been back since. Like, if you're David Backus at this point, you can't really keep up. Now you're injured, quote-unquote injured. Now, if he has a concussion, eh. But just let the Bruins put you on long-term IR, collect your money, get off the books, and go home. Well, if he's not going to play. Like, if you're not going to get playing time, if you're not going to produce. Like, this is what happened. Rest, rest in peace, my favorite player of all time, Mark Savard. Austin's favorite player, too. Dude got hurt, couldn't come back. They put him on long-term IR. He made he you still get paid. You you get you get your money when you're on long-term IR, but you don't you're not a cap hit anymore. That's he's that a was big what I was going to ask. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah, he's he's not on the cap. So he's not a cap hit. He's not on the cap until he gets he's reactivated. He's a decent cap hit. Yeah, over 5. I think he's more than more than um Mr. Weymouth cool. there. You think Do you think Charlie can now buy all of Weymouth? <laughs> with that contract, could he buy the whole Buy all of Weymouth? The whole town, city, town, town. It's got to be a town. You buy the whole town, maybe. Maybe not the waterfront, but probably more inland. So I was just I was just driving through there today, actually. Believe it or not, Shocker. and some some parts of that that town really nice. Other parts, yeah. Chloe might want to invest some money into some of those other parts. My office is moving just outside of Weymouth. Maybe uh, maybe I'll meet Charlie Coyle. Maybe the Woo Sox will move there in a few years, and it can build up. It'll be the Way Sox. Be the, the Way Sox. <laughs> Well, they have a frown instead of a smiley face. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what <laughs> Weymouth is known for. Uh, smiley faces. LOL smiley face. Um, they had another re-signing. Yes. Did they not? No, local boy. Did you know that Chris Wagner is actually from Massachusetts, too? Yes. You did know that? I did know that. I'm surprised because it's like... It's Marshfield, funny. I want to say? Wellesley. Wellesley. It's funny Wellesley. because... Because when, when, when all of these things happen, like, the Bruins trade for hometown kids, blah, blah, blah. The Bruins have, like, six hometown kids. And, like, the rest of these guys don't matter. The Bruins re-sign hometown hero Charlie Coyle. 
What about, where, what about Chris Wagner? Where do most American players come from? Uh, Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah. Michigan. Yeah. And this area. In Ma- Massachusetts, yeah. I would, yeah. I mean, yeah. Although, I don't, it's not really. I mean, those, lo- those are your American hotbeds for hockey, for youth hockey. Yeah, yeah. When do you ever hear of a hockey player coming out of Florida or California? Uh, usually, they're military. They're military people, and they have, like, that, like that's how it works. Like they'll they'll be a different. But basis. most of them that that player, they're Minnesota or they're their parents played Michigan, and they retired. Yeah, usually, Idaho. Usually you're right. You're right. But it's like, it just cracks me up that it's like Charlie Coyle is like this a hometown hero and blah blah blah, good player, and it's like oh yeah by the way they resigned Chris Wagner too. No mention that he's even from here. Like he's he's also from Massachusetts. Nobody even cares. Well, he's not one of your stars. He's a. Fourth line grinder. Yeah, but that one seven whatever. What did he? What is his annual? Uh, uh, one three five. One three. You need guys like that. I've of been course saying you that do. for years. Of course you. Oh, so it's okay to have a guy like that on your team, to have a roster spot for a guy like that. That's okay. Uh, you Chris, need a guy like that. Uh, Chris Wagner can contribute in more than just penalty. This would be the equivalent to having Chris Wagner on your team solely to penalty kill and pay him four times the league minimum. Okay. Okay, good Matthew act. Slater. That's okay. what that's what you're trying to get at right yeah, now, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah, you're trying to catch me? That's no. That's a good comp. No. That's a good comp. No, you're not going to catch me because All Chris right. Wagner can can contribute at even strength. Chris Wagner can even get a little PP time, you know what I'm saying? Not going to the bathroom, that's power play. <laughs> you know what I mean? So he's he's a he's another versatile player. Good player. Not, not I mean if he had signed for 575, I would have thrown I would have thrown something through the TV at the time when I heard it. I was actually out to dinner. That's why when I tweeted, I had the wrong I misspelled yep. James mm-hmm. James caught yeah. me caught me in the yeah. wrong for once, believe it or not. Yeah. Um I I didn't even know it was him. I just sent a tweet. I, well, no, it was I me. did not do this. It was me. I was I was sitting at Yard House <laughs> eating dinner and I sent oh, it out great, quick. Tried great. to try to get it out there I'm quick. It didn't work. No, I got the uh, buffalo cauliflower. Uh, oh, yeah. Um <laughs> Yard House, if you're up in this area. Again, not our sponsor. Let's not talk about them. If they want to sponsor us, we'll talk about them for a whole podcast. I could talk about them for three podcasts. I love Yard House. All right. Anyway, the big thing I thought of, other than being sarcastic, because that's where I automatically go all the time and say, oh, what a couple of hometown heroes. Don Sweeney, again, nailed yes. it. Yeah. General manager of the year. Nailed it. Could he be the best GM in Boston right now? Um, No, Danny Ainge. You think? Bill Belichick, no, Bill Belichick, the jam sucks. Yeah. I think Danny. Bill Belichick, the coach, bails out Bill Belichick, the GM, on a I daily think, basis. So I think Danny Ainge. What What is Ainge, what good moves has he made lately? Uh, he's drafted well. Well, he's well. He's drafted well. He's, he's also held well. on to his, to his cachet of draft picks. He's drafted well in the past. I mean, he's drafted well recently. He's traded well in the past. He makes the tough. De- he made a tough decision with Kyrie Irving to not re-sign him, and then got- I don't think that was the decision he made. Kyrie decided not to re-sign. No, no, because I don't think that the I don't think that the Celtics made a huge push for him, and they, and he the, he decided to cut bait. Okay, I don't think that was a hard decision. Danny Ainge also has changed the. I don't know if it's a stereotype has changed the culture, the perception perception that big time players don't want to come here. He's changed okay. that perception. Like that that is different uh, now. He's where put, a, put a chink in it, maybe. Not, I don't know no. if he's changed it. What do you what do you mean? He traded for he's traded for traded for. He's traded for and signed in free agency some of the biggest names year in and year out over the over the recent history. 
So you like, think trading about, for you tra- is different than signing. That's how you get a good player to come is to sign, like you did with Gordon Hayward. He traded like for you Kevin, did with uh, Horford. He traded for Kevin Garnett back in those is back when he yes, needed to traded. do something. Traded yeah. for Kevin Garnett and convinced him and to then stay. Convinced him to stay. Right. He traded for like, he. So that proves that he's got the gusto to go out and make a big move when he needs to. Mm-hmm. He drafts well. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. I understand it was early in the draft, but that was also in a trade when it was time to cut bait with his star players and traded face of the franchise, one of the most beloved Celtics of all time, one of the most beloved Celtics in recent memory in Paul Pierce, cut bait with Pierce and Garnett. Yep. Absolutely, I don't want to use the term, trade, you know what it begins with an R, the Brooklyn Nets, and got absolutely, ah. absolutely took over that that franchise. Yes, yes, great got deal. The, so right. then nailed his draft picks. Yep. Jalen Brown wasn't wasn't a, a, a very popular pick, if you remember. No. Turns out it's working. Now, could he have t- taken someone else? Sure. Then he trades again for a superstar in Kyrie had, Irving. Had the number one pick and traded out to Made get the, right the three choice. pick and took Tatum. Made the right choice. Yeah, who was the guy who went number one? Fultz, Fultz, who's, Fultz. Not even, who's been traded off of the 76ers, and I don't right. even know if he's in the league now. He's got a ment- He's a mental case. Turned out he he, he didn't play in a power conference. He sucks. Anyway. Then all he, right. So, then he signs. So Ainge's had, Ainge's had a great run. and In all aspects. Then he signs right. free agents, big-name free agents. Horford. But, and But Sweeney's and, getting up there. Sweeney has made very good decisions with his own players. Yes. He has. Has he has he pulled off a great trade yet? I don't know. Coyle. Eh. That Rick Nash one wasn't. That didn't work out. It didn't work out. That was a questionable trade. He traded a first-round pick for a guy who's got concussion problems and then didn't even play in the playoffs and didn't resign here. Retired. It's not a good trade. At the time, yeah, okay, you needed to go get a superstar. But he he's he's had the ability to get to get pieces. He's done well with getting pieces. He convinced Yaroslav Halak to sign here. Very good piece for a backup goaltender. Traded for Charlie Coyle, which seems to work out, but he's done a very good job at re-signing his own players. Mm-hmm. Especially the, the young players and locking them up to long-term Except deals. Mac- uh, McAvoy's not re-signed yet, right? McAvoy, McAvoy signed, signed a two-year deal? Yeah, he signed a 10-year, th- uh, two or three. I don't remember. Him and Carlos signed like a two- or three-year deal, but it's... He's setting up for the future. He's doing a very, very good job with, we'll see what he with does his with own Krug. players. Krug is the next one waiting yeah. on the horizon. Bye. Bye. I'm over Tory Krug. Over Tory Krug. I, I. What is Tory Krug? He's an offensive defenseman. What is that second word? Defenseman. He barely plays defense. He's an undersized defenseman. He's not good defensively. You know why people like him? What is the first word? Offensive. offensive, that's the only reason why people like him. Chicks and I'm sorry, the, chicks dig the long ball. Chicks, chicks love the goal scorers. I always say. And Tory Krug is a defenseman first. Do you know how many off- offensive defensemen there are in the league? Who's better, Tory Krug or Crystal Tang? I never even heard of. Never even heard of him. Letang. Okay. James is a fantasy. You're asking the wrong guy. James is a fantasy hockey player. Who's better, Letang? Tory Krug or Crystal Tang? Letang. Tory Krug or Eric Carlson? Carlson. Tory Kruger, Brent Burns. Okay. Those, Do you see my point? Those last two, yeah. Tory Krug or P.K. Subban? This year or last year? Tory Krug or P.K. Who'd you rather have on your team? This year, Krug. I'd rather have P.K. Subban still. No. It's not working out in New Jersey, but that doesn't mean too, that doesn't mean P.K. Subban's not a good player. P.K. Subban was the was one of the best defensemen in, oh, in, 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 in Nashville. General, yes. P.K. In Nashville. Is, Whatever New Jersey is doing is not working, but no. but it's it's 
In general, PK is the better player. Even though he played for Montreal and he's supposed to hate him, PK is the better player. That's four I named off the top of my head. Are they all getting paid more money than he is? Uh, right now, yes, but when he gets his new contract, he's well, going to want... That's what you have to judge it by, is how much is he going to want that kind of money? Is he going to want to be paid the same that those guys are getting be he's paid when to. he's not in I, their class? Unless Don Sweeney does his thing. I, but if Tory Krug is your highest paid defenseman, I'm out. Bye. See ya. Enjoy Minnesota. Bye. He went to Michigan. Michigan State? Michigan State, I think. <coughs> what else do you have on the Bruins? That's it. That's all um, we got. New Jersey said they will answer calls today. They've stated. Oh, on, on uh, Taylor Hall? Taylor Hall. What do you think? I'm good. You're good? I'm good. Taylor Hall is very, very talented. Very, very good. Wasn't he the number one pick or the number two pick in the draft? Num- he was the number one pick. Edmonton? Yep. Yeah, it was Taylor Hall, Tyler Sagan. Yep. Right. And Boston got Sagan. Yep. Correct. Because if Hall would have been a Bruin if it went the opposite way. Correct. Naturally. So New Jersey loaded up on all these players and it's not working there. It's not working. No. Why is it not working? Goaltending. Smart Scott Brodeur co- still their goaltender? No. No. 50 no. years old. Corey, Corey Snyder was their, was their goaltender. Local kid. Went to UMass Amherst. They have uh, Brodeur's son in their farm system, right? Mm, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I think Mackenzie Blackwood is their goaltender right now. And who? I mean, it, it, goaltending and coaching. When when, when you question, load it, Krug went to Michigan State. I, I knew that. That's what I said, didn't I? I was just verifying. The amount of knowledge that's in this little head of mine for hockey is stupid. But it doesn't work for anything else. But The other thing, all that talent, and, and, it's, and it doesn't work. Toronto has all that talent. That's not working. They fired their coach for sure. <laughs> big move. But. Yeah, it was. It was a pretty big move. We're, I don't. I don't know why I'm giving away so much. We're gonna talk about this on Poke the Bear. I don't know. I don't understand why I'm giving away. When so are we much. gonna get a Poke the Bear? Because I'm I not know. on that show. We want to like know. Too. <laughs> I don't know. You'll get it. You'll get it when it comes out. Probably next week. You'll get it when it comes out. Probably next week. I don't know. Bob is busy. He's got a <laughs> child. He's busy. Streaming yeah. constantly. Yep. Man has a life. Yep. Anyway, um, Taylor Hall, I'm out, and it's it has nothing to do with his talent, but he. Got drafted by Edmonton and then got a one for one trade that made no sense at the time. Like, why did they want to get rid of him so much? Then New Jersey takes him and now. They're looking to move him. There might be something there, similar to Kyrie Irving, but not as bad, I guess. I don't know. But there, there might be something there. Plus, his cap pitch is too high. You can't, you can't take him on. Yeah, that's. You can't. He's talented. He's, he's very, very he's talented. Very good. I, he, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes to Calgary. That's that's that would be my guess. I'm pretty sure he's from Calgary, somewhere or somewhere in Alberta. Look that up. I bet I'm right about that too. Um, okay, so we don't have to talk about the Bruins anymore. It was nice of you guys to join in. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I need a, I need a full bottle of water over here. So uh, I'm gonna take the time off to do the Red Sox. You guys got it? No, you can't take the time off to do the Red Sox because after we came out with our Red Sox podcast to be named later, somebody came out on our group chat and said he wholeheartedly disagreed with our GM talk, and James. I've been waiting for two weeks to hear what that talk is. James, what do you mean? not James because I can pull it up. I think I ja- screenshot it. James, what do you mean? It's it's not me. It's um Mr. Negativity. 
Over. So yeah. you guys are talking Mr. about... Mr. Hockey knowledge. Mr. Hockey. Let's see if I have baseball knowledge, too. You guys visor. are talking about this new uh, Red Sox GM, uh, Jaime. Jaime Bloom. Jaime. Jaime. How does that make Jaime? First Look, of all. It's his name. Hi-am. It's how he pronounces it. Okay, Jaime. 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 Bloom. Get it from the gut. Jaime. <laughs> you're talking about Jaime Bloom, and you're talking about how he's the right guy to rebuild your system, to do all this stuff. He came from Tampa. Came from Tampa Bay. Wait, wait, wait. First of all, let's let's backtrack. Everyone was all gung ho about who the new Red Sox GM was going to be. Oh, it's going to be this guy. It's going to be this guy. It's going to be this guy. How many of you geniuses had Hiam Bloom on your list? None of you, because this is exactly what I said. That'll be some dude that nobody's ever heard of that'll come over and take over the job. Did I not say that? You said that. You said that. One point for Michael. Zero points for Red Sox podcast to be named later. Secondly. This is your show. We're starting to get personal. <laughs> Fire muskets is one my nothing, show. One nothing poke the bear. <laughs> um, so you guys, okay, seriously, seriously. You guys were talking about how he's the right guy to rebuild your farm system, and he look at what he did in Tampa. He made all kinds of all kinds of strategic moves. He drafted well. I think right? what we actually said was he is the right guy to fit the direction the team wants to go now. Okay. The ownership wants to take the team. Multiple times I heard about how well that he drafted when he was with Tampa Bay and how he hit on a lot of draft prospects, the Blake Snells, the, those kind of guys. And made a lot of good trades. And made a lot of good trades to bring good in. Good value players, low-cost, good-value players. Tommy Pham, yep. all that kind of stuff. Yep. In his tenure with Tampa Bay, how many times did he make it to an American League Championship Series? None. How many times did he? Okay, I, I should have started a World Series. None. So that would be none. Championship Series. How many divisional series did he have? That would be none. Is that acceptable from a Red Sox fan base? From a Red Sox fan base? Did he have the payroll the Red Sox had? He's not going to operate the team with the same payroll that he had in Tampa. His but he's e- going to bring some of that philosophy with him, <coughs> which is the same thing we were talking about if they had brought in Andrew Friedman or somebody like that. Putting together a... Or Billy Bean. Putting together a competitive team in Tampa Bay and a competitive team in Boston is an entirely different animal. Of course it is. Because of one thing that everybody here has, and that's expectation. There's zero expectation when it comes to the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. There's zero expectation when it comes to building up that franchise. Those retirees don't show up for the Tampa Bay games. They show up for the Red Sox games. They show up for the Dodgers games. They show up for the Yankees games. There's always, 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 when a player signs here or gets traded here, what is the first thing people say about that player? If he can play in the pressure can cooker do of Boston. It, can he do it in a big market? He did it in a – he can do – okay, so J.D. Martinez, even when he came here, he played in Arizona, not really a hotbed. He played in Houston and failed. Played in Detroit. Played in Detroit. And played fairly well. Not really a major – I mean, I guess I guess it's a major it's, market. It's immediate, compared to the others two before – L.A., like, Boston, New York. You can't even compare L.A. because – I see – there it's see, more of an event. See, I think LA is a is a is a legitimate media. Like like I think that playing for the Dodgers is is a tough thing to do, I think. But he's not going to come here and suddenly you're going to have all Tommy Fams and guys like that on your team. I understand that, but I just I think that so yes, so in other words what I'm saying is the story is nice because of where he was. If he was in New York and he and he, you know, made a nice team and all this stuff and 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 didn't make it to a single divisional series, championship series, world series, that's a failure. It's the same thing in Boston. Well, was that if a failure build, in Tampa Bay? Not with They made the playoffs. 
No, 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 no. Remember it's, this discussion? Is yeah, it a yeah, failure no, 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 when you no, no, make no, no, the playoffs? No, no. It's, it's not. It's not. A, what he did in Tampa Bay was not. He did a very nice job in Tampa Bay. Very nice job. Okay, but so if you take those skills and add some payroll to it. It changes the game. Of course it does. It's it's a it's 100% different. It is not the same animal. You don't have to deal with the personalities. You don't have to deal with the media. But does that mean the guy can't do it? No, but but I'm not gonna. All I'm right. not just gonna hand him and say he's the perfect guy to do what the organization's gonna do well, I don't because think we you don't said know he's that. the perfect you guy. You just said that just now. He's the perfect guy to build this team in the direction that they want to go. You, ju- I can rewind the tape. You I use just the word perfect, said James? that. Yes, you I did just use the word. Okay. said that. So all what, right, semantics. What I'm saying is I don't. I'm not ready to just say this is the right. This is the right guy to do it. This is the best guy to do it. Like nobody knew who he was six weeks ago. We were sitting here trying to think about who was going to be the GM of the Red Sox. None of us brought up. Chime Bloom, whatever his name I is. Am. I am. I know what it is. But it, it, nobody brought his name up. And the expectation is so much greater it. here. The expectation is so much greater here than it is in Tampa Bay. Yes, it's nice that you draft well. Two things are different when you're in Boston. One, you don't get those draft picks that the Tampa Bay Rays get. You're not drafting that high in the draft. It doesn't happen because the Red Sox are good. The expectation is for them to be good and for them to make the playoffs. Tampa Bay's them- been up drafting as high as the Red Sox the last... Seven, eight years. The players that they've drafted in the last few years aren't the players that are, that they've are, not only that are drafted there. well, they've developed well, and they've developed pitching, which is something the Red Sox have been hideous at. Oh, right, right, right. Because he's the one going to all these games to watch and and, and do. He doesn't have a scout team no, doing he's, that. He's he doesn't part, have player development. No, Dombrowski guys. wasn't doing that either. He doesn't have player developmental. So guys. don't you think he's going to bring some of those guys with him to Boston? Maybe, maybe he will. Maybe he'll bring some. But my point is, is that because he drafted well and developed well in Tampa Bay, does not mean it immediately correlates in Boston. Because he doesn't. Because the the drafting and and the development is done by a staff. It's not this singular guy. Of course. And I don't get your point. My point is that to just say he's, it's going to be that way no matter who you bring in. To it's just not going to be one guy. Right. But, but that one guy has to set the tone for the organization, has to have the leadership for the organization, give them a direction to go in. But the direction be of able the to Tampa evaluate Bay. the players. They don't and not one guy is doing the draft. All the scouts send in their reports. They look at video. Right. Then they compile their list. What are we looking for in a guy? What does he do? What kind of tools are we looking so at? So it sounds like guy? it's a hell of a lot bigger of an operation than just this one guy who, you, who everybody thinks is going to be the saving grace for the direction of the franchise. Like that's that's not the way it goes. Plus, when you can when you have the ability to throw forty million dollars at a player for a couple of years or or, or sixty million or hundred million dollars, but they're not going to have that ability for the next at least this next year. They want to get that salary cap number under two o a luxury tax number under two o eight. That's cute. That's great in theory. That's cute. Well, that's but the that's expectation. The, goal. Of, the expectation of the Red Sox fan is so much. All right. Greater. So we we talked about that on our podcast. I know you did, and we said are Red Sox fans ready for that? I know you did. And are you they know, ready to take a step back? You know who was the voice of reason? And every single time that they that that you guys were talking about something, and I was starting to get heated. The savior of that podcast to, to for the voice of reality was Chris because he had so many points about well you know you really got to kind of look at the whole thing and take a step back and all that and and that kind of course of stuff. you do I don't I don't think we disputed that no 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 because everybody was so happy and so this is the guy for the job he's gonna get it done I know blah 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 and it's like you me Chris James Matt we might be okay and understand them not being good for a couple of years. We understand the value in that. Right, so that's what we talked about. Are Red Sox fans ready for that? No is the answer. Okay, thank you. No, as a whole, 
They we, are not. And that's what we said. The in baseball, general, no. The baseball the, fans are. Our, uh, baseball <clears throat> fans like us who understand, pretty much understand the game, yep. and know what they're trying to do and know that they're trying to build something, yes, we can We can live through that as long as we see a decent product on the field. We don't want them to, to tank, to you know, to, to lose 100 games like Houston did a few years ago. When they went four seasons in a row with over 100 losses. We don't want them to drop down to that level. But we'll take a... a team that's competitive and maybe makes the playoffs and goes out early if we see that it's leading to something you and i and matt chris james are okay with that yes i don't think management is okay with that though that's what i'm saying they can't have it both ways they want to that's what they've been trying to do for years and they 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 caught they caught lightning in a bottle in um in 13 in 13 and and that's what they were trying to do at the time and they happened to catch lightning in a bottle and they weren't. And then all of a sudden, they went from they went from no, we want to be a conservative team, we don't want to spend the big money, to paying David Price through the nose, to paying Chris Sale through the nose, to paying JD Martinez right, through the nose. Because they overreacted. Because because they couldn't accept it. Because they couldn't accept the fact. And also because and, they could. And again, the, I, I understand, but, but again, the way the guy, sal- the way the luxury tax works in baseball, it's progressive. I understand. I understand. Progressive damages, and now they're at that point now where they're really going to get wet. I understand. It's like the, so the Dodgers are going reset. through the same thing. Dodgers are going through the same thing. The Yankees went through it a few years ago. They'll probably be going through it again in a couple of years. You, it goes in cycles. But bring a small town, small, small but market. See, no, in, in, that, in that's Bay. where I don't agree with you that they're bringing the small market mentality. He's going to bring those skills, those evaluation skills. Look for those type of players to augment the team. You're still going to have Bogarts. You're still going to have Devers on the upswing. You're still going to have Price because you can't get rid of him. You're still going to have Sale and hope that he's healthy. You're still going to have those big money players. Now you've got to bring in these other lower cost options to fill out your roster so you don't go over the cap. That's where... He is the, the a good man for this job. Maybe he's not the perfect guy for the job, but his skill set that he showed in Tampa Bay shows that he has that ability to identify the lower-cost options that can come in and play and fill out your roster. Okay. Poke the Bear one. Red Sox no. podcast to be named later one. No, because, I, I, I mean, fine, you can have the point, but I just... I think that it's a completely different beast. It's a completely different animal. It's not apples to apples. I understand that there's so, a So that by your value. logic, the only person that they could have brought in was Cashman from New York. No. Because he's done it in a big market. No, what's his nuts from L.A. would have been good, too. Magic Johnson. Okay, Friedman. Magic, Magic Johnson. Johnson, yeah. Magic no, Johnson. Magic Johnson is the guy you need that's going to take David Price's no, I salary. I understand. I understand. That's but, what you needed Magic Johnson but I just, for. So, so to me... I just, I mean, again, I don't have this guy's entire trade report in front of me. I'm sure he's made bad trades like everybody does, and, and he made some good trades that worked out. But is 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 Tommy Pham what Red Sox fans want to look for? James, he's, he's Brock Holt. He's he's not Brock Holt because he doesn't play the infield. He's he's an out he's an outfield. If you he's can a, bring in a, if you can bring in a guy like that, say you trade JBJ, and you bring in a guy like that, and that lets you keep Mookie and possibly resign. Well, that's him. an upgrade. Tommy Pham's an upgrade from JBJ. Tommy Pham was not a great example of finding a guy that doesn't have a ton of skill. But, J- that, but JBJ, that was a good JBJ is a $10 million hit to your luxury tax. Right. He'll, he'll, he'll probably be in that $10 million range next year. Do you understand? So if you're going to trade him away, you've got to bring in a lower cost option to play center field or to play the outfield. Yeah, but that's... Or that, to play somewhere. But So that's the me, type of guy you have to bring yeah, but in. See, to me, Tommy Pham isn't an unknown but he's not, guy. He's not... All right, we're using Tommy Pham as an example. Like, Tommy Pham was, yeah, he was an established player 
with the was the Cardinals. Yes, he was an established player there, and it was kind of a surprise when he did get traded to Tampa Bay. But we're we're talking about the unheralded player, the type of the type of guy that the Red Sox are going to bring in, and you're going to say who? That type of guy. But my question is, who did he bring in at Tampa Bay that you did that? Who was the um, the designated hitter he brought in last year? Nelson Cruz. No, Nelson no, no. Diaz. No. Nope. Diaz was a bullpen guy. No, there was. It was another guy with a name like that. I can't remember his Choi? name. Choi wasn't something Choi there. He stopped Choi. No. Wasn't he their DH? No. But like to no, me, no. There was another trade. He, did he get him from the Brewers? Came over from the Brewers. This this is Jesus horrible. Aguilar. That's the guy. That's a no name. He had forty five home runs two years ago. But he was a low cost option. Look up Jesus Aguilar's contract for me, James. Because two years ago they made room for him in, in Milwaukee because he was he, he hit fifty home runs two years ago. There was another guy. It wasn't it wasn't Aguilar. He it, he there was did come guy. over to Tampa Bay. I want. I I'm pretty sure. I think he did. But I mean. Most of the guys in Tampa Bay that are playing that play are, are guys that they draft and develop. I, I just I don't know. Which is I, something I just, else you need with the Red Sox. Jesus Aguilar signed a one year for two million five hundred two point five mil. Okay, where? Tampa this year. No, 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 no. He got traded there. He might have just re-signed to stay there, but he got traded there. He came from Milwaukee. Yes. Last year, what was his contract last season? And how many home runs did he hit the year before that? Because they made they they, uh, what's his name? The steroid guy. He was sitting to make room for Aguilar. Ryan Braun. He was sitting to make room for Aguilar. Keep keep talking. Good work, James. I have <laughs> a Proud lot you. more research I got to do. You get that boy a laptop. Be easier. Yeah. Um. All right, but you're you're pinning me down to one player. I'm I'm not no, coming no, up well, with one well, player. Well, well Tom, Tommy Tommy Fan was one that. You what guys was kept their overall about. payroll? The Rays? Yeah, I have no clue. Not it, not high. It it was sixty million. They probably still didn't million? cover it with emissions. You know, are we talking about last year's contract? Yes. Um, six hundred thirty-seven thousand five hundred. It's good. That's good contract. There you go. It's good contract. And it was a one-year deal with Milwaukee. With Milwaukee. I don't think you're looking that. If up he's right. still arbitration eligible, I don't think you're looking. What do you that think Ben Attendee's right? going to make next? He's like thirty. What did Ben Attendee make last year? How old is Aguilar? He's like thirty-five. He played over. He played 29. here. He went over. He played overseas, and then he came back. He's twenty-nine. It was close. 35, 29. At that age, are all the same. Uh, Benny Tenney's going to get a hefty raise, but he's going to get a hefty raise this year. But what did he get last year? He's uh, my phone for work. Lovely. Um, I don't know. I I I don't know. I don't know. It was under a million. All right. Be that as it may, I got all sorts of sidetracked. I had a call from work, and we were talking about Jesus Aguilar and. Whatever we agree, we agree to disagree. I guess, or he was a steal and I was wrong. Either way, one 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 way or the other. But um, I I just I just don't know that I'm ready to just say yeah this this is absolutely the right guy. That that's that's ultimately what what I was what I was my gripe was when I was listening and because I just I just think doing something in Tampa Bay doesn't mean you can do it in Boston and and it, I I think it's that that's how we look at it from players. Why aren't we doing that with the GM too? Where did Theo come from? No clue. He was with San Diego. Don't know. Before he came to the Red Sox. And that one worked out. Okay. But I just I I, I don't know. I, I that's that's I've just I my, feel like my, we My thing is let's just give him time. Let's see what you can do. Well let me ask you this. Was Dombrowski the guy to make these moves? No. 
No, no, you know, because you know, Dombrowski can't find a middle. It was either win or you lose. He's a hired gun. He, yes. he builds you a championship, and, he did. and then you move on. My bigger problem is, are they going to keep shifting like this every three years, four or five years? They're going to have to their if, whole they philosophy. This, if they want to do this BS salary cap thing or, or luxury tax thing. So what they need to do to. is pick a philosophy and stick with it. They can't. Build, a, build that, a sustainable. They can't because of expectation. That's that's ultimately what I was saying. What because they basically see is Houston. They panic. No, 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 no. They, Houston's going to run into the not, same problem. They are not. They're, they're not even close to Houston. Houston was... Abysmal. Houston had over a hundred losses for three out of four years. That would never, ever, ever, no, no, ever, no. ever work you, here. You don't let me finish. No, I don't because it wasn't a good point. <laughs> I didn't even lay out my point. Go. What is your you point? You see Houston, who's under payroll, who's not really up there spending money. That's what they saw. They they see them and they're like they're winning, but they're not. At our level in the payroll, why is that? Why can't we be that? But then they realize, guess what? You lose at Fenway Park, nobody's going to the games. You know what? Payroll shouldn't be an issue because Houston's a bigger market than Boston. Yeah. Keep talking. I'm looking at what the payrolls were from last year. But Houston is going to run into the same issue. Now they are. As their younger players get up to arbitration eligibility, and free agent status, and they're drafting higher and higher because they're finishing in first place or up up near the top, they're going to run into the same situation too, and they're going to hit the salary cap threshold. Yes. Completely agree. Just like the Dodgers are at it now. Yes. The Yankees will be there in a couple of years when guys like Judge and Torres get to their arbitration and eligible when years. Stanton's contract. Well, that's... Fully runs out. That's an albatross hanging around their neck for the next eight years, I think. Yep. Thank you, Derek Jeter. Although they bought out uh, Ellsbury, we won't have him to kick around anymore. No. He, filed, he filed a grievance. Yes. For wages lost. Do you see that? Yes, I what did. What an idiot. What a joke. Um, interestingly enough, the Chicago Cubs had a higher 25-man payroll than the Red Sox did. I didn't know that. Yes. The, the Red Sox Rizzo had a higher payroll because Rizzo and Bryant have big contracts. So the so the way this site has and it John is Lester. is the uh, 2019 opening day payrolls, which I don't know if that's fair or not, but the uh, the Red Sox were the highest because they had 15.6 mil on injured reserve. That's a lot and dead money and guys like Pablo Sandoval and Rusne Castillo. Yeah, that seems like a lot. The Los Angeles Dodgers had 52 million dollars on IR. To start the season, hmm. who was that? I don't know, but that's that's what it says here. They, I mean, I'm assuming maybe Kershaw. Did he start the season injured? Because uh, they only have a ninety nine million dollar active payroll. But anyway, before the season, did Granky go there mid season or before the season to Houston? Yeah, he was a mid season. Tra- he was a July trade. So before the season started, Houston had the eighth highest payroll in all of baseball, and then they added Zach Granky. So they, it's not like they it's not like they were exactly uh, penny pinching there to 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 get themselves to these World Series. Who did they spend money on? No, they were stealing signals to get to the World <laughs> Series. I <laughs> uh, knew that was coming. See, and do you think Gardner is doing the same thing, hitting the roof? 
Who could be? Mega Mind. Mega Mind. The Great oh, Kazoo. God. Yep. Calling it. Gardner stealing signals. Give me a break, would you? He's not smart enough to steal signals. <laughs> He's not smart enough in general. So, <laughs> the problem is that the I'm I'm serious. The Red Sox can't. The Red Sox ownership can't accept losing. The Astros became what they were because they lost for so long. The Rays are what they are because they because they were so bad for so long. And they 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 had high draft picks. They drafted well. And then they did this when they had David Price, too. They went through the same thing. Then they go back to the bottom of the league. The Astros probably won't do that now because there's the expectation there now. But that's how those teams do it. Colorado, they were bad for years and years and years and years and years. But the Rays don't have the fan base. They don't have the payroll that they can support those players once they get up to that position where they're going to be making the big money. That's why they traded away a David Price or a Longoria or guys like that. The Red Sox can keep those players. They paid Longoria before he even was called up to the major leagues. They signed him to a long-term deal, but he was getting towards the end of that deal, and they weren't going to be able to afford him anymore. That's why they traded him. I thought he signed a new deal, and they traded him a couple no, years later. he didn't sign a new deal. I thought that's what happened. But that's why I say it's it's to me it's a very narrow-minded way to look at it, but I, I look at it as being the general manager of the Red Sox, Yankees, Dodgers, now the Astros – the Mets, even I would put, I would throw them in there because they're I mean they're not as big as the Yankees, but they're still playing in New York. The Mets, the Cardinals, I would say, is a pretty tough gig. The Cardinals are ideally what you want to emulate. They are yeah. they are year after year a perennial playoff, playoff contender, contender. Yeah. bringing up young players, and they're also able to go out. Make a trade, bring in a player, and they—they're able to make a trade, bring in a player, and then sign him. Yeah, to a long-term deal. Yeah, so they—they they have the best of both worlds. Who am I missing? There's another team I'm missing. The Cubs. Cubs. Yeah, those I would say are like the big boy markets, and then and then like then you have like your smaller tier. Maybe St. Louis is even better down there. Your Milwaukee's, your like like that, like your—they have payroll, but they're not like the the White Sox. Maybe even could be something like that. The White Sox made some moves. No, I know, but they, they, they've made some moves. This what I'm saying is, is so they're there. They have the ability to spend some money. Yeah. And then you have the Padres have the ability to spend some money. Like the Giants, those are teams that I put that like that fall into that cat. The Braves, those are those are teams like that. And then you have your teams below them. You're like Milwaukee, Reds. Kansas City, Cincinnati. Yeah. yeah, like those. Like those are those are nice Pittsburgh. Teams. And then you have the Rays below them. Like yeah. And then you have like then you have some like high market AAA teams like the Woo Sox. And then you have the Tampa Bay Rays. <laughs> like like I feel like honestly being the general manager of the Tampa Bay Rays is basically like being a AAA team. I and, and I know that sounds horrible, but that's honestly how I see it. All right. So he took that, or he was a part of the front office. He wasn't the head guy. He was the assistant. But allegedly, they worked very closely together. He mm. was able to Who told take. You that? I, I read it in the paper. But was Did it? They still have papers. Was it the Boston Globe owned by the Red Sox? No, it wasn't. Hmm. No, I don't read the Globe. Hmm. Anyway, was it Boston Sports Journal? It might have been. Huge fan of the Red Sox. It might have been. Hmm. Might be other sources too. Hmm. I have more than one. I form hmm. my own opinion. Mm-hmm. Continue. <sighs> <laughs> So he was just tired. He was (laughs) he was able to take with that with those tools to work with and make a and build a playoff contender. Wasn't able to get them over the hump, win the big game, 
but they were still a playoff contender. They were bigger than the sum of their parts. Okay. I don't see that being acceptable in Boston. I, I just don't. Uh, it's not going to be the same. It's not going to be that's the what, same. You're still going to have your big money players. Okay. Bogarts is still going to be there. Price is still going to be there. James uh, wants to put an end to it. Let's let's go to the next topic, please. <laughs> we don't have a next topic. Yes, James, this was James, it. This was it. What, no, do, we, no, what do we do no, now? No, there's there's one more. James, take the wheel. What is it? JD. It's all part of the. It's all part of the whole talk. He opts in. So JD opts in. He did. See? Next topic. This one isn't as fun. JD, JD Mart- Go ahead. Well, JD opts in probably because he couldn't get a better deal somewhere else. So he figured if he went on the open market, he's not going to get the big money or get the same money that he's getting from Boston. He decided to stay. So now there's another $23.75 million to your uh, million dollar to your uh, luxury tax threshold. Now you need three Tommy Fams. How are you gonna find those? Well, <laughs> it's all part of the equation. Home machine. No, the the J. I mean, I honestly, I I. This is what I said about J D Martinez. I'm I'm not a big fan of J D Martinez, and I I don't really know why. Honestly, I I don't know why. The dude mashes. I don't get it. I don't understand. If he had left, I would have said eh, I was he had a nice had some nice times here in Boston, and if he stayed. Oh, J.D. Martinez will be back for another couple, three years? Is it three years he's back for? He can opt out after next year. Oh, He so can it's, opt it's out yearly, after the next two years. It's a yearly. He's got three years on his contract, but he can opt out after the so next two. So I look at it as. The next two. He's going to build his resume. And he's, he's, he's built he gonna, his resume. Is he going to find more he money, He won't though? find more he money. He couldn't find more money as a 31-year-old outfielder or a 32-year-old outfielder. How is he going to find it as a, a not even an outfielder? He's not an he's outfielder. He's basically a DH. Which you guys talked about this on your Red Sox podcast. Yeah, did you later. disagree with that, too? No. Okay. His his opportunities to play is only half the league. It's the same thing David Ortiz ran in, ran into. It's the same thing right. that um, I don't know who else would who else runs into it. Haley. Sort of, yeah. Haley Ramirez, yeah, kind of, yeah. Where his his the league is basically cut in half, and then you look at it, and was Nelson it Matt Hanley played first base? Nelson Cruz, good one. Nelson Cruz, very yep. good one. I know baseball, and uh, I know baseball more than hockey. Jay Buhner. That's a throwback one yep. for you. Jay Buhner. Not Jay, Jay Buhner. Was a hell of a right fielder. Not Jay Buhner. Um, Martinez. Yep. Uh, Edgar uh, Martinez. Edgar Martinez. Not Edgar. Jay Buhner. There's a throw. It, um, Justin B- Bohr. No, he played in the he played in the National League. Yeah, but he, he he's mostly. But anyway, what? So I think it was Matt made a made a very very good point on that podcast, saying that he cut not only does he cut the league in half because he because there's no DH in the National League, but then you're then you fall into if you're the Yankees or the Astros. Those are really the only two teams that can really afford him. If he's gonna, if if you're JD Martinez, you're sitting here saying, the only teams that are gonna pay me more than the Red Sox will, which I'm guaranteed if I sign this contract, are the Yankees. Don't really have room for him. You think about it; they're not gonna offer him a big contract. They don't have the room for him. No. And the Astros, same thing. I mean, they could make room, but does he, he want to go back to Houston, the team that cut him? Like there that's was some, thing. there was some talk that the Rangers because they're moving into a new stadium they want, might want to make a splashy deal and bring in somebody like that maybe but it was a possibility but then do you, but no you're right someone else it, was it mad again said it, do you want if you go to the Rangers are you any closer to winning a World Series than you were the Red Sox he's already won a World Series no I know but you still want to stay competitive he likes it here I believe he was a Red Sox fan that was a big thing growing was he is he is he from is he from uh, Weymouth too that was a big thing right he's he's a he was a big Red Sox no fan. you're thinking of uh, Pierce. 
No. You're thinking of Pierce. Pierce no, 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 no. J.D. Martinez was a big Red Sox fan growing up. I didn't make this up. Yes. Okay. Yeah, he's Grew from, up in Miami. He's from Weymouth. What do you mean? Miami. Miami, Mass? Miami, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> there is a Florida, Mass. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's probably out near Wooster. Oh, further out than that. Woo! James, what else you got for me? Do you like J.D. signing in, or do you not like him signing in? Signing in. Opting in. It was no, the Red Sox hands were tied. It was his choice. So. No, I, I'm not talking about from. I don't. I don't care from a business perspective. I'm talking about from a fan's perspective. He could Do be you, your left fielder next year. Ugh. God, don't remind me. Ugh. Trade JBJ for a bucket of balls, Ugh. which everybody would be happy to do. And an L screen. They can't stand him and run him right out of town. I like. Maybe you can get an L screen I if like you find a team to bite. So what if? So how about Chris. this? Go ahead. I like. Oh, is this gonna be about that guy? Harrison Bader. Yeah the the next uh, no. the next like, Brock Holt. I like Bader. Uh, Bader. I also like. Um, I saw somewhere else, Jock Peterson, for Mookie, and a bunch of prospects. No. No, because then you're running the same crap you run into with Mookie with Jock. They're about the same. They're not gonna get paid the same, obviously, but it's the same. Is he arbitration? So he's got to be still be arbitration. He's a young kid too. No. 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 Are you all set? No, no. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I was go just ahead. gonna. I was just gonna say something. I can't remember what it was. Oh, what if? Uh, what if we really think outside the box? We do like a Joe Madden type thing here, where instead of DHing for the pitcher, we DH for JBJ, so then we keep him for his defense. But JD Martinez can hit for him. Well, then your pitcher has to hit. About the same as JBJ. He might actually pitcher might actually be able to get a bunt down. If it's Rick Barcelo, I'm I'm down for that. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would that, be something. That man could smack. That that's like Matthew Slater. You have him just for one aspect of the game, but not the other. So JBJ can play defense, but he they can't did. hit. Do you know there was a player at one time who was just a pinch runner? That was his. Oh entire... yeah, his name was Dave Roberts. He got the Red Sox no, the World no, Series no, in two thousand four. No no, no, no. Do we not remember Babe Ruth? Yeah. Never really fully ran the bases. Hold on, Babe Ruth. In the end of his career, that's the same guy. Babe Ruth never fully ran. Sandlot. Nobody. Oh yeah. Nobody. Yeah, okay. Nobody. Some is, chick named Babe Ruth. It is ten nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> Any jokes literally go over my head. So we had the ducks on the last podcast, <laughs> and now we have Sandlot on this one. Mm. Next week. No, uh, the no the ducks was on. The, the ducks was on this one too. It was on this one. <laughs> yeah, that's how oh, long this podcast this is. is the gone. IMDb podcast. Yeah, <laughs> next no, for week, for nineteen nineties irrelevant sports. Next movies. week will be rookie of the year and uh, major league. Okay, deal. Uh no. Uh, I forgot what I was Babe saying. Babe Ruth can't run the bases. Yeah, so Babe Ruth couldn't run the bases, and they actually had a runner. He would hit it, and someone would run the bases for him. What? Yeah. And then he'd be out of the game. No. It was it was a rule they made for Babe Ruth. He had a designated what is this, runner softball? for softball? Little he, League Baseball? He would run to first base, and finish off the run would be someone else. Uh, There's no way that's true. I'm, I'm calling it on that one. There's no way that's true. What are your sources? The Boston Globe? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't read a newspaper. Uh, all right. That's enough. You're, do you, that's your homework assignment. Find out if that's true. And I'm willing and we'll to bet we'll talk about it six weeks And I'm now. willing to bet it's not. But anyway, don't forget to check out our Twitter and our Instagram. James is trying to hurry and look at it. It's funny. I ask him to look up someone's contract. It's like, oh, I got a lot of stuff to look up. He makes up some BS story about Babe Ruth. All of a sudden, it's 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 priority number one. Was that in that John Goodman movie? Is, <laughs> is, that, the, is that where you saw it? <laughs> you got to 
gotta be kidding me. Yeah, that, that's that? factual. Come that's on. That's factual. You're unbelievable. Oh, that's my That's when they say God. it's based on a true story. Oh, my that God. That could have been the base part. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to check out our Instagram and our Twitter, at Boston Sports SYN. You can save yourself $20 on any sporting event ticket, concert ticket, comedy show, Boston Pops, if you want to go check out the Boston Pops, by going to SeatGeek.com. Never anything I said. <laughs> by going to SeatGeek.com and using code BSS, that'll save yourself $20 off of your first order of tickets. Um, don't forget to check out our good friends Claim to Fame with their new app on all iOS, or what did you call it, James? iOS. iOS. It's a new cable it's, company it's, that's it's starting up. It's, it's Apple's, literally how you pronounce it's it. It's Apple's cable company. iOS. It's iOS. No, it's iOS. It's the it's the iPhone operating system. It's iOS. iOS. iOS 11, iOS 12, iOS 13. You watch an Apple press conference and then tell me otherwise. You watched a John Goodman movie and thought Babe Ruth had a, had a runner. So what? One's factual, one's fictional. <laughs> we'll do a poll. Is it I, That's the new poll, iOS or iOS. No, no, it was the Wolf Sox. That was the poll. Well, we'll have two polls. We have two shows. We have two polls. Make it so. Yeah, yes, sir. Claim to fame. Check out their app, Claim, Claim your, fame. your Fame, on the uh, iOS, Apple Store, and the Google Play Store. And don't forget to check my Twitter to see what uniforms are the best ones. Thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you next time. Music for the Boston Sports Syndicate podcast provided by IMCDM. Boston Sports Syndicate. Yeah. I'm missing you back to back to back to back to back nights in my place and I need you in my habitat. We don't need a time and a place or your baby face it. You work overnight and I'll be okay. I'm missing you back to 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 back to